You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, World Wide Web? This is Alex. And, and and just Alex, because there's nobody else in the room right now. It's just me and a big old bottle of bourbon. Sounds kind of bad, but it's actually quite nice. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to take a sip. Uh, cheers to all of you guys for tuning in to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon, the solo, dolo, loan episode. Uh, without any further ado, I'm just going to sit here and talk to myself. We got a special guest, uh, my buddy Josh Reese from New York City, the Big Apple, doing it big. Uh, he's going to fill us in on post-production and what he's been doing. So let's dial him in. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, I'm not Brandon. I'm not going to do that. Anyway, Josh, you there? Hey, Alex. Hey, there How's you are. How's it going? What's up, man? Long time yeah. to talk. It's been a minute. It's been, been a while. I don't think we want to tally I'm the trying minutes. to remember the last... <laughs> Yeah, that might take a while. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last time I may have seen you, and I feel like it must have been like at least six years ago. Yeah, like 2005. I'm six. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how do we know each other? Tell tell the listeners how you know me. We we went to school together at Ohio University. Um, I can't remember how. I think I was a junior, maybe when you graduated. Yeah. Um. But I remember I was working, I started working on a film that you were shooting. And that's kind of how I met you. And I remember uh, us building sets and things oh, yeah. together for this film. This, <laughs> the start of my that. career, designing and building. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Over, they were super <laughs> over constructed sets for what they needed to be. But yes. Because I very, started out. Very much. Yeah, I did like a summer in house building and i was like oh yeah i can build walls i know how to build a sturdy wall just walking i hold a house they were they were very well built <laughs> anyway that's funny yes yeah, so we uh we met at ou uh upon graduation we all you know went off and did our own thing i came to chicago and then back to cincinnati where did you go what did you do right out of school uh right out of school i went and did i actually went to la for a couple months i did an internship out there with uh dick clark Productions oh, wow. for a couple months where where i was uh i was the digital archives intern where i sat there and just watched digi beta tape after tape of old random red carpet interviews and american bandstand episodes like from and way back when just, oh yeah from way back in the day nice and it was they were just trying to like digitize their whole their whole archive taking stuff from tape and so i was just running stuff through final cut just importing into their database and that's basically how i spent that summer oh, every single God. day did you make some uh, <laughs> some good connections at least i made zero connections that helped me uh. get anywhere <laughs> it was a it was a good experience but um definitely didn't build any connections really out that way gotcha unfortunately but it hasn't hasn't slowed me down, I don't think. Uh, what did you uh, What but, did you do after yeah. Dick Clark? After Dick Clark, I came back to Ohio, and I ended up for about a year, I think almost. I was working on these MMA events, these mixed martial arts events, where I was 
shooting and editing episodes for uh, Sports Time Ohio yeah. of this like kind of smaller MMA league, just like, and I was like shooting stuff like right on the side of the cage, which was kind of a fun thing. I've never been into MMA that much, but being that close to the action was kind of cool. Yeah, just to see Have see it, how it was. Did it get but, you into it? Have you watched it more since? I haven't watched it much since. Oh, I was going to ask um, you I feel about like the I kinda, McGregor fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see any of it, but I heard it, that went on a lot longer than I expected it to. Yeah. But um, but no, I think that I think by the time I was done with that, I was just like, it it was such like work editing that because we'd shoot like six different cameras, and it was just a not a great production where i was trying to like sync all the cameras and post mm. and put it all together and it was just not a good time and i think that's kind of what pushed me to want to move out to new york and try something new yeah was that um, kind of like getting tired of that was that uh, you know your own kind of company thing or were you working for another production company on you doing that no i was working for another company that okay. was doing it and then it kind of moved to another company and i kind of went with them nice and kept working on it but then i was kind of like i i feel like i need to get out of here and do something a little different totally, totally. so i uh took you to new york yeah yeah so i came out here because i knew i felt like i had more connections with at least people that we went to school with out in new york than i did in la so mm-hmm. i moved out to new york and lived and <laughs> moved into this apartment in the bronx with uh justin rogers if you remember oh, him oh yeah wow yeah, yeah. So we we lived together for a while there, and then I was just doing a lot of shooting different like web series and like editing things, and just trying to get anything I could find mm. just to stay, just to keep making it in a way. How would or how were you um, going about finding those? Were you doing the Craigslist hustle? Were you production? Oh home? yeah, Mandy. What was going on? It was a lot of Craigslist and Mandy for the most part. Um, Definitely Craigslist. And then kind of once I got a few connections, they kind of helped me build to other things. You know, mm-hmm. they were like, hey, we know somebody who needs this and this. Um, so that it kind of snowballed a little bit there to kind of help me get that. And then I kind of got on. And then I got onto this um, this talk show that was like almost like a public access thing that was they would shoot different like celebrity interviews at red carpet events and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got got onto that to where I was shooting interviews and um, editing stuff for their episodes. Um, And I was doing that for very little pay (laughs) where I could (laughs) almost not make it with that. So I had to keep keep finding more work even on the side from that. Um, And then I think the thing that helped me kind of like get into where I wanted to be was... um, do you remember Scott Shoulders who went to OU? Uh, the name he, doesn't ring. No, I don't think so. Gotcha. He, well, he was out here working. Um, he was working on Marco Polo for Netflix. Oh, okay. That's a and, big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, he was like, Hey, I know he's like, my boss knows somebody who is looking for a post PA post-production assistant mm-hmm. on this um, TV show. So he's like, if you send me your resume now, I can get it to him. So I was like, sure. And I sent it right off to him. Um, and then a couple of days later, I got, uh, contacted about, um, coming in for an interview 
uh, about this. And I also want to say that uh, my wife and I, when we were dating at the time, and it turned out that every time she would come to visit me, she's also from Ohio. Yeah. Uh, every time she'd come to visit, I would either get a job offer or an interview. So, so you're like, kinda, Dude, move out of here. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. You're my lucky charm. She's been like, exactly. So I've, so she came out to visit and I got this interview for this, uh, stars TV show called flesh and bone. That was kind of like a, yeah. like a ballet drama. Um, so I went to that interview and got the gig as the post PA for that show. Um, cool. and so th- then I worked on that for a couple months and then what it, well, from there, it kind of, before snow- you move on, what, what did the, uh, sure. for anybody that doesn't know, what is a post PA on a show like, like that? What does that entail? What are your duties? Yeah. So on that, I was, it was mostly, you know, doing anything that needed to any kind of paperwork that needed to be done in the post-production office. And like, and the, another main thing is getting lunch for everybody. Uh-huh a lot of lunch ordering and just making, doing runs to pick up different things if anybody cool. needed. So it's basically just like, kind of like a, a set PA, but just in the, yeah, yeah. In the office to do, They're you know, fill the gaps um, and make sure the tasks get done. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. So I was doing that for a while. And I think the thing that, um, a lot of people that I've seen do there, they, they do the job, but then they don't really like put, more of an effort to like, hey, to like talk to people and be like, hey, this is what I actually want to do and like try to learn more. Uh-huh. So I was trying to like just because I knew that I wanted to be get into post production um, and just kind of move up. So I was like, you know, kind of trying to get getting good with the assistant editors mm. and editors and just trying to learn as much as I could moving forward on that. Mm. Um, so that became like a really big learning experience just on that show. Um, and then after that one ended, I moved on and worked on a couple of TV pilot episodes as a post PA again. Uh-huh. Um, and I was working for just like, you know, a couple months at a time on these different pilots. And then it got to a point where I was like, then I was trying to find my next job. And um, I got an interview for The Get Down on Netflix. Yeah. Which everyone's um, heard of nowadays. Which is, yeah. 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 Which was a, a cool project. And it was, I was, I went in for the interview for a post PA. Um, and I felt like it went pretty well. And then like a week later they, um, contacted me about instead offering me a position as the visual effects coordinator for that show, Whoa! which, which was kind of a crazy offer. I was like, wow. Um, it was definitely an upgrade from what I had interviewed for. Yeah, and you- luckily no, go ahead. Uh, luckily, the, I think the producer didn't quite understand what it entailed to be a visual effects coordinator because I don't think once I started that, I realized that I was definitely not exactly qualified to do what I was doing. Uh-huh. But but it kind of helped me. I just I kind of had to pick it up and learn as I went. And the trial by and fire. that show was kind. Of, yeah. yeah, definitely. It was a uh, it was a big big thing to pick up and in, um, in the interview, luckily that kind of helped start yeah no yeah. that's a huge kickstart i mean and i'm sure you springboarded off that which i, I want to get to what came of that after but in the interview for yeah. the post pa work for get down did you pitch yourself <laughs> as also a post coordinator or or visual effects no not a, yeah not at all I, I didn't even like like i don't even think visual effects was mentioned in the 
in the interview or anything. It was, I think it was, um, cause to be a visual effects coordinator, it's a lot of just tracking information and like working with Excel documents and things like that, which I, mm-hmm. you know, kind of pitched myself as like knowing how to do those things. And they were like, well, if that's kind of what your strengths are, then we could probably use you in this position. Wow. So and they that, just connected I the think dots that's themselves. Kind of yeah, which was kind of crazy. Nobody ever does that. <laughs> no, Usually right? you have to be like, this is the position I want, and this, here's why I'm qualified. Not, here are my qualifications. Exactly. Figure out what you think I should be good for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It was a really weird, weird interview and weird follow-up to that, but yeah. I definitely cannot complain about it. <laughs> Man, well, that's cool. Yeah. So we're, after yeah. you did uh, coordination for the get-down, which was a trial-by-fire yeah. learning experience... Where For did sure. that take you? And did you kind of, did you work with the same crew to get your next job or did you use the the kind of title and pitch to other people? Yeah, it was kind of like, cause I started as the visual effects coordinator and I was on the get down for, I think almost two years. Mm-hmm. It was a very long show that just kind of kept getting pushed back and they were doing a lot of um, reshoots and it's kind of become infamous for being one of the most expensive TV shows ever made. Um, and it's, so I was working as a visual, visual effects coordinator, and then we got to a point where it was like they were going to need another visual effects assistant editor to help, like, kind of take over, like, getting things done and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. then at that point, I was, I was, like, my goal was to try to get into the editor's union and become an assistant editor. Um, so I, I pitched myself, I'm like, hey, this is something that I think that I could take on and kind of do as well as doing this visual effects coordinating and so rather than hiring somebody who didn't really know the show or like what was going on with it i think they they might have felt more comfortable just like bumping me up to that visual effects assistant editor position yeah since i knew the footage and knew the show and everything um so that kind of got me so then they they bumped me up to that and it was only supposed to be a temporary thing for like a month a couple months but then after after a couple months they still needed still needed me to continue doing what I was doing. So it ended up being like almost a year as the visual effects assistant editor on that show. That's amazing. And yeah, it was like it was kind of ridiculous because it doesn't seem like that happens for anybody. I mean everybody's everybody that I've talked to of getting into like the editor's union, everybody gets in in a very different way. It seems uh-huh. it's just kind of like being being in the right place at the right time. With um, with almost any union, def- I will say, as as a kind of a side. <clears throat> oh yeah, like no, if you're in the you know J and E camera editors, uh, you know directors guild, it's all just kind of a matter right. of circumstance. Yeah, definitely, and it's like I guess there used to be more like stipulations of like oh you got to have so many hours of uh-huh. blah 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 to get in and now it's just kind of like if you're if you get offered a union job you can join which is kind of crazy but yeah. it was um so it was a very lucky so you're in the union I yeah i am very cool and that all came because yeah. of the get down yeah definitely the get down has like <laughs> i mean i have to credit that as like the biggest learning experience and just bump to what I'm trying to do. And it's, um, this has been a huge blessing to me for that. Wow. Um, even though it was a super ridiculous show to work on by the end of it. 
Oh, I can imagine that length of a of a tour. Uh, are, are there any yeah. kind of specific takeaways you you can tell the listeners about? You know, coming into that position, uh, maybe like you said, a little underqualified, but then learning your way. Yeah. You know, through the ladders, any anything kind of nuggets that you can pull out and give to somebody that may be in that position themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think that it was just like being ready to kind of take on anything there, and just like being alert to what was happening and just um, kind of just, I guess I was, I was just really ready to keep moving forward with it. And I was just trying to pick up as much information as I could yeah, and just paying attention to what was going on and trying different things of like, you know, like when I first started, I was doing, I was like uh, putting together our like visual effects shot database in a different way. And then like, as I was going, I was kind of learning like, oh, this might be better information to use or this and this mm-hmm. and like kind of like throwing out the information that I <clears throat> learned that I really didn't need. Um, I think that was kind of a big thing was like learning what was important to know and what was just like going to put me into a bad habit. Sure. So, yeah. So I think that um, doing that really helped and it was, and moving into the, the visual effects assistant editor job actually kind of helped me understand it even better because I actually got to get my get my hands like on the footage and like you know do like temporary visual effects work mm. or you know just kind of keeping track of things rather than being more of a middleman to like keeping track of things. I was actually more hands on, which I think definitely helped in the long run mm. to what? keep things running smoother were, were those positions uh collaborative were you were you more kind of locked in a in a, a post room by yourself or were you you know interfacing <laughs> with different uh you know production departments yeah it was pretty i mean it was pretty interactive i worked really closely with um our visual effects art director who did a lot of like the designs for different things in the show and um a lot of like the temporary work that he would do um it was just kind of like getting, I was really working closely with him, like giving him the footage to work with and giving, getting like notes back from him of like what information we should pass on to our visual effects vendors. Yeah. And, um, that was kind of my big collaboration. And we would have, uh, usually we'd have like weekly meetings with like him and like Baz Lerman about like what they wanted the show to look like. And man, so you're in the room with Baz. Yeah, that was, he's a, very nice guy, a very interesting character. That must have um, just been a trip. I would. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. it, it was kind of nuts because like it was it was interesting trying to like learn the way he communicates because he's just so fast paced in the way he talks. Mm-hmm. He would just like kind of come into the room and just like be halfway through telling a story just about what his day was, and you're just trying to like catch up. I'm like, <laughs> what is he talking about? Sounds like my co-host. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He would like, so you would do that, and then like you'd be like, "All right, let's jump right into it." And we're like, "Oh, okay." Then we got to switch gears and actually get into the the yeah. look of the thing and try to interpret kind of what he what he wants it to be. But he he definitely had a vision for it, mm. and it was kind of like trying to get the get what he wanted out of it. Yeah, um, I mean, everyone's there to support a, the director's vision, so you gotta yeah figure out what your role is. Definitely, totally, yeah. Um, but it was definitely. That was a it was a tough job, but it was, it was definitely the hardest job I've ever had. Um, 
and it but it was just the best learning experience I think for me because we had we had some weeks there where it was like I think we did a month straight where we did like 80 hour weeks or something like that wow and it was it was just kind of crazy were you we were union at 20, that point or was this non-union yeah okay yeah I was I was union which was uh which was pretty nice for that run yeah <laughs> um uh, definitely couldn't complain about the overtime, although it helps the pocket. I was, yeah, I was definitely ready to take a little break after that, though. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So after the get down, did, you continued on as the <laughs> visual effects assistant editor. Uh, and did you finish out yeah. the show that way, or do you? I mean, you seem like you keep getting promoted all the time. Did you end up like second <laughs> aid? Like, what were you doing? <laughs> no, I fin- I finished the show as the visual effects assistant editor. Okay. We had. Um, somebody a visual effects editor who was kind of above me running more of the um more of the specific things and I was kind of like there to support him in a way uh-huh. um but it was and then at, the, at as soon as that show was coming to an end um I got like a random email from a visual effects uh supervisor who was in contact with one of the visual effects vendors that we worked with um and they said that they were looking for a visual effects editor for uh, the new feature Ocean's Eight. Yeah, and I, I was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "You're contacting me about this," <laughs> and uh, so I was like, "Of course, I'm interested." And I sent them uh, my resume, and then I had a phone interview with them, and then came in and met like the assistant editors and the other editorial team just to see how how it was and what it was all about. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting that gig somehow whoa and that that's that's what i'm working on right now dude that is absolutely massive like, it, <laughs> it just from an ass- outsider's point of view like you are not just taking steps <laughs> you're not like walking upstairs you're you're you know taking yeah. five steps at a time <laughs> <laughs> right it's been i it's been kind of crazy just the progression of things and wow. i can't um feel very blessed to where i'm at at this point no doubt dude but good things Um, come to good people i mean you you have to be doing something right to (laughs) offer those opportunities so props yeah thanks man so what when did that start and and what exactly is your workload like on oceans eight yeah so i started that um it was towards the end of march so i've been on it since then Uh um and basically i'm i'm really working with the editorial team, the editors and the assistant editors to kind of track the visual effects as they, as they build up in the movie. And I'm looking through our avid every day, looking at the cut to see what's changed and what's new and like just keeping markers on the visual effects shots that we have. Um, and also keeping track of them in our database. And, and the more fun part of the job, I think is I'm, actually getting to do a lot of temporary visual effects work because we, um, in our Avid, we have our footage at 1080p that they've compressed down from the raw camera files mm-hmm. just to, so that we can work with it. And so I'm doing a lot of temporary work just on those low-res files just so that the director and editors and things can see you know, what stuff is going to look like yeah. that way just before we get an actual... A visual effects vendor to do the work so it's been a lot of fun to do what do you uh, uh, a lot of like sorry what, what are you doing the, like that. those effects in are you you know c4d or uh what are you using mostly i'm doing 
I'm doing pretty much all of it in After Effects and Mocha. Mm. Um, cool. Doing a lot of, yes, yeah, so a lot of like tracking. There's a lot of computer screens that are blank that we need to put graphics into and things like that, that I'm just kind of doing the tracking for those and putting those screens in. Nice. Um, doing it any roto that's needed for that. And um, just a lot, there's also a lot of little random um, little asks that they have sometimes where it's like, hey, can we get rid of this thing in the background? It's kind of distracting. Uh, or can we change the number on this clock to something else? Cool. Um, so it's kind of it's exciting to kind of just like be ready for any new little task each day and trying to like learn something new about how to put it together. No doubt. That's awesome. So is yeah. Mocha, I'm I'm kind of a visual effects <laughs> numbskull, uh, to take it lightly. Is is Mocha? That's yeah. just a tracker, right? Yeah. So I just use that just for tracking, just for the um, tracking and roto for is what I basically use that for. And it's like the way that they have it. It's um, they have a version of it built into After Effects that you can open up your footage into it and mm. do your tracks and masks in there and then export it back out to after effects and it works really well oh nice um so that's what i've been yeah and i've kind of like i've learned a lot of that on this job because i wasn't doing as much of it on the get down but it's been kind of more of a thing to have to do on this job so it's also been a bit of a teaching myself and learning experience in a way for sure is does this uh i mean are you on the path that you want to be on do you want to be doing more I guess, do you want to be doing more visual effects or more editing? Or are, do you like kind of the where you're at right now? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, like, originally I I mean, I think my ultimate goal is still that I want to be an editor yeah. on features. I, I, that's still my ultimate goal. And I was seeing, like, you know, getting this visual effects assistant editor and editor jobs as a way to get into the union to kind of build towards that. Mm. But I'm really starting to like the work that I'm doing and as far as visual effects goes, um, it's kind of become, I'm kind of like split between that and wanting to continue pursuing being an editor. Uh Um, yeah, kind of, I've kind of come to like it a lot more than I expected to. And you've got really enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's never a bad thing to have. Yeah. (laughs) No, definitely. Wow. So, uh, uh, like on Get Down, are you you were you know had meetings with uh, the director, creator, and all that? Are, is the same thing on Ocean's Eight? Or are you a little more secluded from the you know top of the castle? <laughs> no, it's pretty. It's actually might be even closer on this one because mm. um, I it's kind of I feel like I'm working closer with the director on this one than I was on the Get Down. Even I think it's because we have a we have a smaller crew just because it's. Um, you know, it's one feature rather than trying to get out a whole season of TV. So yeah. it's definitely a smaller crew of people, which is kind of nice to work with. So there's kind of less ideas going around, but it's more of a specific thing. Yeah, more streamlined. To focus on. Yeah, definitely. And it's been, so it's been cool to like kind of really collaborate with the director in a way and just kind of seeing him every day and like kind of interacting with him and getting his ideas um, and also working with the editors and the system editors. Totally. That's, I feel like we've formed a better, a better bond than I even probably had on the get down. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how much longer yeah. does this gig go? This it's uh not sure exactly. It could be, 
it's looking like it could be another month or two for me on this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not, not entirely sure yet that nice. we're trying to, trying to finish it up cause it's, uh, coming out next year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, um, do you have any, yeah. anything, any irons in the fire? Uh, <laughs> are you kind of just playing it by ear and, you know, like all of us waiting for that call, uh, you know, as soon as the job's done. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, uh, I'm definitely just trying to see where everybody's at that I've worked with previously and just kind of putting out those calls and emails of like, Hey, I'll going to be available soon. You know, mm-hmm. you guys have, if you guys need anybody. So I'm trying to, trying to get those out. And I had a couple of, um, a couple of people reach out to me on, uh, one feature that kind of fell through cause they got shut down, mm-hmm. uh, which what w- would have been probably something I would have jumped on next, a, but, a union issue? um, it was, I don't know what it was. I think they shut the whole movie down from what I heard. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I was, yeah, so I was trying to, hoping to get on that, but I wasn't sure. And I had a couple of, I had a, an offer to happen while I was on this job with somebody that they needed somebody right away. So I wasn't able to jump on it because I was on mm. this, but well, you're in the right spot, to, you know, you, you, you're in, yeah. you're in one of the major filmmaking, you know, kind of hubs. So it doesn't seem like you're yeah. a, a lack of opportunity. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. So it's, I definitely, there's, there's definitely some options out there and I'm just hoping that something, something bites. And the good thing is, is that, um, I feel like there's not a whole lot of visual effects editors in the city. Cause I feel like they do. A lot of times it's a, an assistant editor that kind of steps in to take over that role. Yeah. Um, and nobody, there's not a whole lot of people that have that like specific skill set that is like just made for that. So that kind of sh- makes the pool a little smaller for me, I think, which is yeah. kind of nice. So the, but uh, it's just trying to find it. Yeah. The, the vendors that you're working with, are they mostly in yeah. uh, the city or are they, uh, you know, Toronto, LA, that type of thing? Yeah, so we've got on Oceans, we have all of our vendors are New York based, um, which is cool because it's like they, we can like go to their offices and look at shots if we need to and everything. Yeah. Everybody's really close by. Um, so we're working with a couple vendors in New York. And on the get down, it was actually pretty interesting because I feel like we were trying to get the first episode done so quickly that we ended up using. I think we used 20 vendors on that episode, Whoa. which is ridiculous. And it, it turned out being like almost every vendor in New York city we were working with, Jeez. Um, which wasn't a bad deal for trying to make connections with. But, and you're coordinating people. that. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that was a, okay. that was a little difficult. Um, luckily on that though, I was coordinating it, but then they brought in another coordinator to kind of help lighten that load a bit. Gotcha. Uh, so that definitely helped, but it's still, um, I think I had gotten into, gotten to a point where I just had too much information about the show in my head that everybody always just came to me for yeah. answers. Good. <laughs> That's so the place kinda, you want to be. Which is good. Yeah, yeah definitely. It just kind of like stuck me with a lot of, a lot of having to know things, but I just had, I'd always get like random, just numbers stuck in my head that I just could pull out of nowhere for no reason <laughs> that I can no longer remember, thankfully. No doubt. But, no doubt. Yeah. Um, 
so you know between the two between the get down and between oceans eight tv show yeah big big tv show big movie is there any difference like any major difference that you can see working from one to the other i know that you you had uh, semi you know a little different positions but what's the feel like what's the mindset i definitely uh definitely working on oceans feels a lot more relaxed i think just because it's everybody's focused on this, you know, one, one big thing, one specific feature where on the get down, it was like, we were trying to keep track of like six different episodes at a time and everybody working just kind of on different things. And it was jumping back and forth. Um, so I think that definitely it's a much more relaxed, um, environment working on this feature, um, when compared to that. And it's, it's definitely, I mean, it doesn't, it's not that we really work any less hours, but it's just kind of more of a relaxed thing with a more specific um, approach and a little more time to get things right rather than kind of scrambling on many different episodes. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, in in between working on these giant shows, are you doing anything of your own? Are you working, you know, a lot of us, I shoot passion projects. I go out and, yeah work for other people for free or low money just because I like the product. Do you, in the right. post world, do you do anything like that? I mean. I honestly haven't had much of a chance to do it myself. Um, unfortunately, I would love to. I was definitely doing more of side projects when I was working as a post PA because I had a little bit more time, I think, to just kind of do my own things. But now it's like, I feel like I'm so like all in on this stuff where it's like, when I get out of here, I just don't even have time to work on anything yeah. that I actually, for myself, which is a bit of a bummer, but um, I'm just hoping someday I can get back to working on some stuff for myself. Yeah. Well, you're making the right strides. You know, you may never need to. The yeah. projects that you get paid right. to do may be the projects that you want to do, you know. <laughs> right. And that would be yeah. the best. No. <laughs> definitely sweet so yeah. uh, just more general notes what's life in new york like i know what life as a filmmaker um, <laughs> a freelance filmmaker in cincinnati is like a little more relaxed yeah. i know what working with the dudes that come in from la i've worked in la i've worked in new york uh but yeah. living in new york and you've you know you've lived and work in ohio what are you know what are yeah. some of the main differences what are something some things that filmmakers from you know midwest coming to New York, what do they got to look out for? Talk about it. That's a good question. I feel like there's <laughs> the thing about New York, I think is that everybody has an idea for a web series that they want to do. Yeah. There's always, there's always people looking for anybody who can help them put that together. It's always <laughs> I feel like that. Oh yeah, totally. And it's always, their web series is always about New York too. It's, <laughs> very, I very love New York kind part of thing, four. I feel. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, no, I think that they, it's definitely easier to find jobs on a set or just kind of getting in involved with different productions here. Um, cause they do, they have been shooting a lot more stuff here too, even like more, um, TV and film compared to, you know, LA lately even. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's, it's a little easier to try to find a job just even working with, and definitely there's a lot more people that are willing to 
um, willing to jump on smaller projects, I feel. Um, Would you say oversaturated or just just more opportunity? I think, I don't know. It's, it might be a little bit of both. I feel like it's, there's, there's so much content in New York that I think a lot of it gets probably overlooked when it's put out there. And it's like, but there's definitely always, I think somewhere to find work, whether no matter how low pain or no pain it is. Yeah. Um, there's definitely always somebody looking to shoot something, which is kind of cool, which I definitely really appreciated. Like kind of in my, when I first moved here, yeah. you just um, got to make it a little easier to find. <laughs> right. Definitely. Yeah. You do that and then you're good the rest of the month. Spe- speaking of that, where, where do you live <laughs> in New York? Are you uh, in Manhattan? Are you out, you know, in Queens? Where you? Yeah, I'm actually right now. I actually live in Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, nice! Which is right across right across the river, which I actually like a lot more now because it's a lot a lot more laid back. Um, I used to. Oh yeah, not a lot, but saving a little bit, which is good. Um, I used to live in Manhattan, up in Harlem, though, before I moved to New Jersey. Yeah, and I'm actually my commute into work is actually faster. You take the ferry where I'm at now. I take the path train. Oh, nice! And it's like right, right off of the path train is where my office is, which has been awesome. Cool. Yeah. Really cool. So we we've talked about what you're working on. Um, a few, yeah. A few other questions. Do you have sure. time in your busy, busy schedule <laughs> working on giant productions to watch anything <laughs> to enjoy the stuff that we all create? I do. I I've been lucky enough to be able to watch some stuff recently for some reason i always get i get into this phase every couple of years where and i'm in it right now where i just i feel like all i want to watch is james bond movies yeah and i'm not sure why but i've just <laughs> i've been watching some of like some of the old ones recently and some of the new and just i i just love that franchise nice um, did you watch you watch the recent like, specter yeah i actually am it's, I have an unpopular opinion where I really liked it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did. I think, I actually think that it works. And this might be a controversial statement, but I think I like it better than Skyfall. What? Personally. <laughs> right. Might I will say though, Skyfall. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping into the fire there. Oh, I know. I, I mean, I can't, I can't say though that Skyfall is not a better looking movie. Really, I mean, Roger okay. Deakins shot the crap out of that movie. But there's one it's, thing where I would I would <clears throat> not disagree with you, but I would debate you on yeah. because I do I love the rawness the yeah, that Hoyt brings to Spectre. The, oh, I love his right, style. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely. I mean, they're both incredible looking movies. Yeah. Um, and I think I feel like Skyfall is definitely a more technically. Um, a better movie, just like yes. it's a little more, a little tighter edited. I mean, it looks incredible. Yeah. Um, but there's just something about the plot of it that it's. I feel like there's too many conveniences in the plot for me mm. after wa- rewatching it a couple times. But I get I mean, that. I, get I know that. that's. A, um, yeah. They're both dark but though. I, that I feel like for Bond films, they're both they're both kind of dark. <clears throat> you know, oh yeah, definitely. I like the direction they're going. Yeah, no, I'm very excited for the next one. Um, and I rewatched Casino Royale recently, and I, I think that, that that I think that 
definitely my favorite Bond movie. Oh, it's so enjoyable. Um, not you know, yeah, not the best shot. It, it's it's well <clears throat> shot, not the best shot. Sure. Not the best yeah. plot, not the best <clears throat> acting, but just overall yeah. for a Bond film, you could watch yeah. that five times in a row. Exactly. It's just fantastic. Here's I, a, I love that. Speaking of movie. controversial statements, um, <clears throat> yeah. what do you think, and we brought it up on the show before, <laughs> what do you think mm-hmm. about an Idris Elba Bond? I'd be all for it. Yeah? Getting rid of the Daniel? Yeah, I think that... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited for one more Daniel Craig Bond movie. But um, if they're going to switch it up and go with Idris Elba, I think that that would be an awesome choice, personally. Do you have any other any other people you oh. would put on the table? as like, oh, I'd love to see this guy as Bond. Or maybe even a female <laughs> Not, Bond. Mm. That would be That would be something. <laughs> I've heard that. Jamie Bond. About, but I'm not sure... <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I think uh, you're on the too pumpkin. much bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the uh, one thing actually I was thinking of. I was listening to an audio book of a James Bond book recently, <laughs> and it was being read by Damian Lewis, the guy from I think he's in Billions. Yeah, which I haven't seen. I think he, yeah. and his <clears throat> I I think his name has been thrown around, uh-huh. and just like kind of hearing his voice read the book. I feel like he would fit in pretty well. Okay. But you're yeah. excited to see a change after Mr. Craig. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am. I know that there's, and I know that there's been talk of like doing like a throwback to like a 1960s bond. I feel like I've heard that mm. talked about. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Be interesting. Like, one, yeah. One thing I will say um, about Mr. <clears throat> Craig is my wife and I just went and saw a uh, lucky Logan Lucky last night. Oh, Logan Lucky, yeah. Soderbergh's. How was it? I haven't seen it yet. Very good. Uh, we we both yeah. enjoyed it. It was really, I mean, as an editor, I think you'll notice it's very slow paced, and there's yeah. a lot of awkward like yeah. pauses where somebody <laughs> will finish a statement, and then you think they're like, okay, yeah. cut to the next angle or the next scene. Pause, yeah. pause, 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 and then they'll say like another line. And you're like, well, it's just it's just weird, <laughs> oddly paced. Uh, but Daniel yeah. Craig is like a southern hillbilly is pretty freaking awesome <laughs> um, that's awesome i really yeah. want to see that and then soderbergh throws a, a jab in <laughs> at the very end he's like this yeah. was a work of fiction nobody in this movie was robbed except for you <laughs> and then you're sitting there like what what do you mean by that i was robbed did you <laughs> did you just make this and say hey now i took your money yeah yeah anyway, it's weird that's that's pretty awesome i definitely i'm looking forward to seeing that yeah. Same. Anything uh, you're excited um, about, both work-wise, movie-wise, gear-wise? Excited about any programs? Um, I don't know. What am I excited about? I'm excited to see what the next project that comes along, whenever that is. I'm not sure exactly what. Um, None of us know. I am right. Never know. Oh, I will say that I am excited for uh, a superhero movie. Oh. I'm all for the. I'm all for it. Oh, okay. Now I don't even um, have to ask. I know. I know you. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you've seen my my posts about. Oh, totally. Thing. Right. Um, I, I no, think I'm that debate's been it. settled. By the way, I think I think uh, majority yeah. of population all in. Brandon's not here to defend yep. himself. Doesn't matter. All in. <laughs> <laughs> so continue. What totally. are you excited about? I'm excited for. I mean, I feel like this year's been incredible. For superhero movies, um, just and don't I'm say, definitely looking don't forward say Justice League. To, don't say it. 
Well, I am excited for that. Not as much as most other things. (laughs) I'm just curious about that one for the most part, just to see how it turned out. Mm. But um, I'm excited for the new Thor movie. I think that looks pretty solid. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Which the trailer, Um, I want to get your opinion on that in a second, but the trailer reminds me of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Yeah, it definitely looks like they're going back music. Yeah. Yeah. And then speaking on trailers, is that ever a direction uh, in the post career that you would see yourself taking? Would you like to edit trailers? That would be kind of cool, actually. Um, I could see myself kind of going that way because I know that sometimes there's that can be a way to even getting into editing features is like starting as a trailer editor. Um, from what I've heard from a yeah. few different people saying that that's kind of how they got their start. Um, but I think that would be pretty, pretty cool actually. Huh. And something that I would, I would, because I do actually like working on, I really like working on projects where you can just throw something together. Not that trailers are thrown together, but that something just kind of smaller that you can put together and get it out there quicker than, you know, working months and months. Yeah, and that's something where, I mean, they'll come out with, you know, five, six different trailers for a, for a single film for different markets, right. for different times of year. It's, you know, all yeah, over Yeah, definitely. No, I think that would be a pretty interesting thing to try to get into. Cool. And definitely something I could see myself if, if the opportunity ever arises. No doubt. Well, dude, it sounds like you got all sorts of opportunities on the horizon. You know, once, you, once you're done with uh, yeah. Ocean's 8, just see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We'll see where where it leads me. Awesome, sure. dude. Well, I'm excited to see where your career goes. Uh, I'm excited that we were able to catch Thanks, up man. on air. I mean, pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, if people awesome. want to learn more about you, what you do, uh, is there a place online yeah. where they can find you? Uh, you can check out, I guess, my Instagram is probably the best place to see anything about me. It's uh, timeconsumer44. Nice. Yeah, which is a uh, Coheed and Cambria song, if anybody knows what that is. I do remember you being a huge Coheed and Cambria fan. That's, yes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so that's where that's from. Yeah. Right. Time Consumer 44. Check out Josh, Josh Reese on Instagram. Visual effects yeah. editing extraordinaire. Working in New York. <laughs> well, cool, dude. Dude, thank you for oh, coming thanks, on the show. I'm, I'm excited that we got to oh, totally. connect. And thanks for sharing your stories. I'm glad. I've been I've been listening since you guys started and was very excited to come on. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, hey, we'll be keeping up with your work and we're excited to see what you do. Awesome, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah. All right. Cheers, buddy. We'll talk soon. Cheers, man. Awesome. Mr. Reese out in New York City, absolutely killing it on some really big projects. Uh, worked on the Get Down, Ocean's 8. Uh, just all over the place. Uh, super excited to see where he goes. Hopefully one day he's going to be editing all of our favorite films. But just really cool. Uh, so we've got uh, some really cool shows coming up in the future. Um, kind of a surprise, but we're you know wrapping up post-production month. Uh, next month is, a, is kind of a little bit of a hodgepodge. Uh, what is it, Frank? What do we got next month? What's our title? Ooh, next month is Production Horror Stories. That's going to be a good one. I know I've got p- 
plenty of them myself. Uh, I know Bart and Frank, I'm sure do. And Brandon's got, oh my God, a truckload of them. It's going to be fun. So anyway, stay tuned for production horror stories. Again, Josh Reese, uh, Time Consumer 44 on Instagram. Uh, awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. This podcast is produced by Frank Steele and recorded live at Gwyn Sound Studio. Find out more at GwynSound.com.